Hello and welcome to EMPcast, your NTU employability podcast. A podcast where we chat about all things employability, talking with NTU's very own students, graduates and employees as we ask them about their journey so far entering the world of work. I'm Diana Pasek-Atkinson, Enterprise Advisor here at NTU Enterprise, supporting anyone who wants to work for themselves or grow a business. And co-hosting with me today is the amazing Seth Jennings. How are you today, Seth? Oh, I'm good. I really like that introduction, Diana. That was really nice. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I'm Seth and I am one of the employability advisors here at NTU and co-host of today's episode of the podcast. And today, Seth and I are joined by wildlife conservation graduate, Beeline Project intern at Bugs Life, and just all-round nature professional, Caitlin Elverson. How are you today, Caitlin? Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good today. Thank you very much. The sun is shining, so. Yeah. And I have it on good authority that you've just come back from a mini holiday. Is that right? I have. Yeah, I went down to Cornwall to see friends and family, which was which was beautiful. I, I do miss the beaches. I wish I could just move some of the beaches closer to Worcestershire. Oh, don't get me started on that because <laughs> I came here when I came to do my first degree at NTU, would you believe, a long time ago from the northeast coast. And the only thing that Nottingham hasn't got is a coastline. Oh, I know. It was... Um, yeah, did really miss it while I was at uni. <laughs> anyway, we could we could talk about the seaside all day mm-hmm. or we could find out a bit more about you. But before we go any further, it is, of course, time for the Icebreaker Challenge. Take it away, Seth. Icebreaker, 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 let's break some ice now. Icebreaker, Icebreaker, yeah. Yes, so this is the icebreaker challenge. This is something that we do with all of our guests to see how many icebreakers you can get through within the allocated time of 77 specific seconds. So, Caitlin, are you up for it? Yeah, I'm normally terrible with quickfire stuff, but let's give it a go. Let's have a go and let's see. Right. Remember, the key is to answer as quick as you can. Okay. Okay. so the first thing that comes into your head, just say it. All right. Um, Right. The time is on the clock. We're going to start in three two one is nottingham north or south uh, north what's your favorite pizza topping oh gosh uh any veggies any veggies at all great coffee or tea oh tea definitely tea fantastic correct answer what's your go-to karaoke song oh odd oh, oh at the minute it's been a share song any share song yeah mm. <laughs> are you an early bird or a night owl Oh, a night owl, yeah. How old is old? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. No, you're always a kid at heart, so no no age is old. Oh, okay, I like that. Good answer, Diana. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, does your current car have a name? If so, what is it? Uh, I do have a car. Um, it's a Mariva, Vauxhall Mariva, and she's Mary. <laughs> Are you a good dancer? Um, I think so. <laughs> okay. What's the worst job you've ever had? Um, I was a Christmas elf. Okay, well, um, we will discuss that a bit later on, because okay. that sounds really interesting. If you could switch lives with someone for a day, who would it be? Oh, gosh. Um, oh, oh, I don't know. I uh, I mean, I love um, 
Carrie Underwood. She seems pretty cool. I, I do like Carrie Underwood. So yeah, <laughs> we have run out of time, but we got oh. to nine completed questions. So that is oh. really good. So yeah. well, done. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so what's your favourite Carrie Underwood song then? Um, I've got quite a few. I'm a big country music fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think um, Before He Cheats is a good one. Song. Yeah, Last Name. I love the, the upbeat ones. I think, yeah, she's just some really good uh, good bangers for country music. <laughs> yes, yeah, I completely agree. So you were saying that Nottingham is north. Mm. I think that just makes sense being from Cornwall, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I was, I was born in Leicester, lived in Leicester. Okay. And then mum and dad... I think in the middle of my my first year or first or second term, they went, yeah, so we've moved. So next time you come home, it will be completely new. Um, and it was great. Yeah, never look back. They they love it down there. I think I'm oh. I, I'm definitely a Cornwall gal at heart now. As I've said, I'm from Northumberland. Mm. Well, Newcastle originally, so that's north. But I guess there may be some people from Scotland listening who go north. There's a whole load of country up there that you haven't even thought about. So, you know. <laughs> Right, so if it's okay with you, Caitlin, I think it's about time we got to asking you some questions. You graduated in 2019 with a 2 1 in wildlife conservation. Belated congratulations on that. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, I guess what I want to ask you first of all is how was life for you at NTU? I completely loved it, actually. I think I had. I guess a bit of a rocky start when it came to choosing universities because um, yeah. I, I um, had an next year at A-levels. Um, I, I didn't do so well in my first year. So I had I was kind of three years in A-levels. Um, I think I just didn't gel with the exam structure and I, and I struggled. Um, so for a while I thought, oh, I won't go to university. Um, and then I kind of was, you know, browsing around courses, found um, an open day, at Brackenhurst campus. Uh, I was eyeing up, I think, two courses, but wildlife conservation being the the main one. Yeah. Um, went, spoke to Louise Gentle, um, who was then the, the course uh, leader. I'm not so sure if she still is now, but um, a lovely lady. She, she sold it and said, well, we've got some spaces this year if you want to join. And then that was it. Um, didn't look back. Um, best, well, one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life had a fantastic time, met some great people. Um, and the course itself was was great. I, I, I gained so much and I think it really helped me decide where I wanted to go after uni, you know, job wise, um, I guess even some hobbies and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it was just such a brilliant experience. And I think uh, I, I definitely miss Nottingham, uh, but I'm glad that I live in the countryside now and not. <laughs> What a fa- what a fabulous story! Louise is still with us back in Hearst. I just I really like the fact that you talk about the fact that you did have a struggle, but you still came to university because you find the right place for you. And Brackenhurst is a fabulous campus. Um, all of our campuses are fabulous, but you know everyone has a different quality. And I think certainly if wildlife conservation is for you, the walled garden up there is superb. I also want to ask you about after you left university, because you got involved in a number of different things. So you worked in sustainability as part of yeah. Grads for Nottingham. 
and Future You scheme, both are hosted here at NTU, um, as well as um, some less typical roles, because we've already mentioned you were a Christmas elf at the Eden Project. Yes. Um, and also you were a ride and play assistant at Camel Creek Adventure <laughs> Park. So, um, yeah, I have to ask, you know, did anyone get the hump there? <laughs> no, no, oh, no, come on, Diana. Come on. Oh, no, I can't. How was it, though, uh, working at Camel Creek? It was um, it was a, a very strange and, and weird experience. Um, the, the team was lovely, a really good group of people. We had such a laugh. Um, but I think, um, I, I suppose like any job, it was a mixed bag. You know, some days, because um, we were, for the majority of the time, all of the rides were outside. If it was pouring down with rain, you know, you had wet feet by like, you know, half nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. It was not fun. Um, but then some days it was, you know, it was just really fun. You had some really good laughs with people, you know, taking the mick out of people on rides and, you know, pressing the button and going, ah, and screaming at people and <laughs> making them think that the ride had broken, you know, all of those funny things that you get. So there weren't course. any real camels there? Oh, no, no, they had... Um... I'm disappointed. <laughs> um, producer Henry was very excited to talk about this adventure park. And when she mentioned it, because she apparently was a real fan of Swampy, the face of the park, when oh, she yes. was younger. Yes. Um, and and I actually did get excited because I thought there were real camels. Well, it's um, it runs quite close to the river camel or the camel estuary. Oh, I see. So I think that's where it's got its name from. Um, but they do have some uh, like they've got meerkats there. They've got a uh, pig, uh, horses, or again, okay. loads of little little animals, oh, um, reptiles, stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm guessing Swampy is not a camel. No, um, I can't remember what the camel's called, but Swampy's an ogre. There is a camel and there is a dinosaur as well, but you'll have to forgive me. Their, their names are scary me. mix of creatures at this <laughs> yeah. park. I think it sort of like covers all bases for childhood excitement, doesn't it? You know, a bit of a dinosaur, yeah. bit of a bit of a camel, bit of an ogre, whatever you like, they've got it. So so it's kind of wildlife. Does that transfer into the skills that you're using now <laughs> um I think I, I definitely learned a lot about uh like engaging with people um because obviously you meet people from all over the country they've come down for a holiday in Cornwall you know especially if they've got kids they just want a nice fun day out don't they so I think it's um well getting the job at Bug Life uh, one of my examples in the interview was um you know to do with like interacting with people I used Camel Creek as my example and um, uh -huh. I, it, you know, it made them laugh because I was talking about um, how the log flume ride broke down on me and I had a mini panic, but it was fine. I fixed it and it, it was all okay. Um, but I, I'd like to think that that got me the job. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that is talking about what you've done in the past is all, mm -hmm. is all part of making that sort of rounded competency-based person come alive isn't it you know yeah. and, your, and your story of a log flume the stories <laughs> stories like that are, are are brilliant so um when you were doing grads for nottingham mm -hmm. and and future you they were more linked directly to your degree what kind of things came out from that that then were transferable skills or or examples that you could give when you, mm. when you got the job that you've got now 
Um, well, I learned a lot about how to research uh, for a company's requirements. I suppose I'd obviously done research for my dissertation and during university, um, but it was then taking all that and tailoring it to what a company wanted and then producing, um, in our case, it was just a bit of a like a, a presentation, a report on what we'd found um, or what I'd found. Um, but it was com a completely different style to what I'd done before. And, um, you know, I'd, I use that example as well, I think, of, you know, researching and putting together um, very succinct uh, descriptions of what we'd done, what the best option was, all of that stuff. Um, it was really helpful. So every, every job I've had, um, no matter how weird or silly <laughs> it's been, um, it has really helped get the, the conservation job that I wanted. So, yeah. And before we move to um, the role at Bugs Life, now you did mention that your worst job was that of a Christmas elf. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so I just really, really quickly, because I know Christmas is round the corner, yeah. as it is every year. What, what, what was, what was so bad about being a Christmas elf? Um, it was just, it was a lot. It, it had to be very high energy all the time. Um, that, that was an Eden project as well. And again, like team was lovely. Uh, we worked together really well. And of course you have a laugh, but um, it was smiles basically 24 seven when you were working. And of course you have to be in character, which was really fun. Um, <laughs> but I, I, now I'm kind of going, what, what does it mean to be in the character of an elf? Yes. And, and, and in that character, did you have a special elf name? So we, I don't want to leak the, the Eden secrets, but okay. um, the, you, you had uh, obviously different elves to, to be. And um, so your name kind of changed uh, kind of hour to hour, day to day. Um, so we, you know, had lines to learn and, and stuff like that. Um, and obviously each elf was meant to be slightly different. So there was like a, you know, a, a bit of a lazy elf, a sleepy elf, a really high energy elf, a nerdy elf. Um, Ooh, of like the then... seven dwarfs, with yeah, kind of personalities. Okay, <laughs> did you have a different costume? No, we were in the same costume. Um, so we had little little elf ears on, um, and like a, a jingly hat with a little bell okay. on the end. Um, and we were in Santa's workshop, so you know, we kind of it was making the magic come alive, making Christmas, wow. you know, come to life. Um, and I, I did love. I say it's the worst job because it was just it was hard work. Um, mm. But, you know, being able to see the smiles on kids' faces when they actually, you know, truly believe that you're an elf and Father Christmas is there and, and Mother Christmas is there. It was, it was, yeah, it was magical. It, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should move on from the elf experience to Bugs Life because that's where you are now. So tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so I'm um, the, the conservation assistant slash beelines intern at, at Bug Life. Um, they're the, the only invertebrate conservation charity in Europe, um, as far as I'm aware anyway. And um, they cover all sorts of things. So what I'm a part of at the minute, the project that I'm on, is a Shropshire-based pollinator project. So um, along with my... Uh, project officer Kate Jones um, who's been fantastic through the whole process so far um, we are in charge of uh, putting things on the beelines map uh, the b stands for biodiversity ah, um, okay I was gonna yeah. stop you there and go <laughs> so what is a beeline <laughs> yeah so it was um, 
a 12 year or 10 year mapping project. So they virtually mapped the whole of the UK, picking three kilometer wide strips that would be best to house um, pollinator habitat, basically. So wild wildflower meadows, um, all of that good stuff, wild spaces, basically. And the point of the beelines now that we're getting projects kind of on the ground um, is to encourage local communities, landowners, farmers, um, schools, anybody and everyone um, in the local area to get involved with beelines and um, contribute where they can. So even if it's just being a bit more eco-friendly or planting uh, pollinator-friendly plants in your back garden or in a plant pot, because it just helps build up this uh, pollinator highway um, throughout the UK and obviously benefits uh, pollinators, insects, um, but also people as well. You know, it's um, it's not just about the conservation, it's about um, what nature means to people and what wildlife and uh, nature connection means to us as well we really appreciated that over oh, yeah. the last 18 <laughs> months to two years haven't we you know and, and going out into nature and even just I've really appreciated sort of no mow times where plants mm -hmm. have come up and and you know the verges have been full of wildflowers and things and and I presume they contribute to those beelines that you're talking about so it's small actions can can help as you say just having a few pollinator attracting plants in your garden uh, little actions like that and enjoying the pleasure of them but also knowing you're doing good as well exactly um so we, we you know we're working with a number of different organizations different local groups so we've we've worked with our national trust we've worked with bridge north town council uh, telford and Rican council um you know on all different levels um and also you know volunteers with the shropshire wildlife trust they're one of our delivery partners um and just yeah, letting everybody know that you don't have to be the, the best conservationist. You don't have to be the most amazing at, at gardening <laughs> to create uh, a beautiful space for pollinators. Like they say, it's the thought that counts, and it's you know everybody. So the bee line is the one small thing that everyone can get involved in, really. Then, exactly, and I just yeah. wanted to check because you were saying bee line stands for biodiversity line. Mm -hmm, so. Yeah. When we're talking pollinators, are we talking just bees? Are there other insects that we're trying to attract with the bee lines? Yeah, definitely. So um, there are all kinds of pollinators and they all obviously all, all have different requirements. So we've got the lovely bees um, that we all love so much, but it covers butterflies, uh, moths, um, hoverflies, some other flies. Um, some beetles have a kind of a not as an important role in pollination but can help pollinate uh, flowers too um so what we're meaning when we say biodiversity line or bee line is creating a diverse habitat that helps all of these different pollinators and i guess kind of uh, indirectly other wildlife and other insects as well because you know creating green and wild spaces is what we're all trying to achieve as as a conservation sector <laughs> so it's um yeah beneficial for everyone yeah. so with cop 26 being in the news at the moment and sustainability and and the environment being right up there in the headlines it would be great to talk about what small actions people could take yeah so what I would say is find something that you're passionate about um, within wildlife, within obviously I, I would uh, kind of rate pollinators um, and kind of find out as much as you can about them or as much as you want to and find the way that is best suited to you. 
um, because you don't need to throw loads of money at making a wildlife friendly garden. Um, you know, you don't have to have a degree. You don't have to be a specialist in all of this. Um, you can simply just grab a packet of wildflower seeds, put them in a plant pot in your garden and, you know, bish bash bosh, you've you've helped pollinators in more ways than you realise. And also your own well-being, because you get oh, yeah. some beautiful flowers coming out as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think what you said there, I think that can be applied to current graduates looking for roles. I think it's just really important to find something that you are passionate about and see where that takes you. Um, because there's that saying of no path is the wrong path, which I think just really applies. And especially probably to your situation, it definitely does, doesn't it? Where you've found something that you're actually really passionate about. And once you've found it, you just keep going, don't you? Oh, exactly. And I never thought that that bugs would be my thing um, or invertebrates would be my thing. You know, at uni, I, I love jellyfish, but I thought it would stop there. You know, um, I never thought that I'd be working on a pollinator project. So originally, did you want to pursue a career with water animals, really? Yeah, so ever since I was little, marine conservation was the thing. I, I wanted to be a marine biologist. Um, but as I got older, um, obviously you look into it a bit more and I realised that diving was quite a big part of it. Um, and I, I'm i <laughs> not the best swimmer and um, I tried diving, it just wasn't for me. And I think I, I let it put me off too much. I kind of, you know, thought, oh, you know, dream over because I can't dive. How can I research these animals if I can't be in the water with them? And then I think when I got to uni, I kind of thought, well, no, like stuff that I can still do it if I want to. So I, I did an international exchange at Deakin University where I, I studied marine biology modules um, there for, for six months. And I loved it. And it, and it, and it yeah, re-inspired me. Um, and it's still still something. It's still a path that I'm looking down. Um and just trying to gain experience along the way, really. So you did dip more than a toe in the water then. And uh, maybe we'll see you on a beach in Cornwall with a surfboard then. Oh, fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was watching a Netflix programme the other day and I thought I thought it was about actually playing in the water with marine animals. Squid game. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I can tell you, it's not about that. Very different programme. Very different programme. So if you watch Squid Game <laughs> expecting some games played with squids it's not that yeah <laughs> um before we uh we go to our final game the other thing i noticed on your linkedin profile and just a, a note that linkedin is a great place to get your sort of career profile out there and and also to connect with others and to find out what's going on um it says that you love a good escape room or a murder mystery <laughs> I do. I, I love, um, it sounds horrible to say, isn't it? But I love true crime. I love the the process of finding out who done it. Um, I guess more, you know, like the murder mystery side of things. Um, and yeah, escape rooms, it, it's just puzzles. If I can solve a good puzzle, um, mm, I'm yeah. in my element. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I suppose that that does link again to your career in conservation, doesn't it? Because often the, the working out what's happening with creatures, like in your dissertation with a, with a jellyfish, it's, it's about 
working out the parts of the puzzle that put together a picture of what's happening in their lives. So there's a there's a link there <laughs> just to get you away from being feeling guilty about your <laughs> true crime thing. No, definitely. I think it's um, I, my brain works best when I've got um, a puzzle or a problem to solve. So I, th- I think anything where I can go away, research stuff and like you say, piece it together. It, uh, it, it yeah, it feels satisfying when it's done. And, um, yeah, so hopefully not too bad that I like a good murder mystery. <laughs> okay, so so you're really good at putting together pieces of puzzles. So Seth has a game for you, which is about piecing together. Yeah, so I thought just just to end with a little bit of a fun game, I thought it would be really fun to go on a bug hunt. We're going on a bug hunt. So it's really important to know your stuff for an interview and for the role that you perform. So what we thought we'd do, Caitlin, is we thought we'd test your knowledge on bugs by describing a bug to you. And you've got to guess what that bug is. Are you up for this game? (laughs) Yeah, I'll give it a go. (laughs) To me, it sounds it's more like testing your knowledge, Seth, because you have to do the describing. (laughs) Well... The first bug, it's you, Diana. You've got to describe it. You're not a bug, oh, Diana. No. I didn't mean you're the bug. <laughs> You've got to describe this bug. Oh, okay. Without saying the word of that bug. So um, this one has wings. I'd like to say it's got six legs, but this is why I'm saying this is testing our knowledge, not Caitlin's, <laughs> because I'm not actually sure. It uh, maybe it it has eight. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not convinced. It it has um, antennae, but they're probably not even called that. Uh, um, it it it's it's often a motif on on sort of fabrics and things because it's quite a pretty oh, okay. sort of a bug, um, and um, it can fly. Oh, maybe they can all do that. Oh no, maybe not. Is it a type of butterfly? Are we looking for? Yes, we're just looking for butterfly. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Thank you for rescuing me from that terrible, terrible description. I just wanted to see where it was going. <laughs> Over to you, Seth. So this next one, so I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not a big bug fan at all. Bugs kind of freak me out a little bit. Oh. Um, and this one particularly freaks me out. So this one you often find when you're in the garden and you're... Um, moving plant pots you find a lot of them under there you find them also in in the house um in certain um, materials in the house a, um, a, a, a woodlouse okay well this one should be a little bit easier because um it's a very distinctive pattern on its back okay it has wings I remember a long time ago when I used to do face painting as one of my self-employed jobs a long time ago that I would paint faces with this particular bug because Uh, it's such an easy one to do. It only requires two colours, black and red. And um, a ladybug. Yay! (laughs) And that's how you do it, Seth. Um, So this final one. Um, so I've actually got a really sad story about this final one. Oh, no. um, I once got dared to eat this final one and it was oh, live no. and I feel really horrible. I'm I'm veggie now. So I ate it. I was dared to on an, on an evening out and and it was basically it was on me all night and I said that it was my conscience. Oh, a, a little cricket? Like a... Yeah, I said eat your conscience so it's part of you. 
or play the game and sadly oh I had to do word. it. Oh my word. Oh, that's, even... that's, that's tragic and, and, and disturbing at the same time. And who, who knew that so much information could come from one game? <laughs> what a roller coaster we've been through. Caitlin, I think actually you came off reasonably well in that and quite how you managed to get some of those descriptions. The simplest one of a butterfly, I do not know. Uh, sadly, that's all we have time for. But I can say it has been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today, Caitlin. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's been an absolute pleasure, Caitlin. And I think it would be worth just pointing out that it is the COP26 um, conference this week. And also check out that Bug Life website um, to find out about your nearest beeline. Absolutely. And a small action, big difference. So that's it for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.